In this episode of Podcastification, it is about time I introduce you to a great piece of audio production software. It's called Auphonic. Let's get to it. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Okay, okay, okay. I know that many of you already know about Auphonic. You know what a great tool it is. But I'm here to tell you there are a lot of people who don't know about Auphonic, and I want to fill you in on how great of an app this is. Auphonic can be found at auphonic.com. It's A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C.com. And maybe I should start out here by saying I have no affiliation with Auphonic except that my podcast production company is a customer. We use Auphonic for various things in our production process. It is that good. And what Auphonic does is it, well, <laughs> I guess I should be honest here. Auphonic does so many things, things beyond just the post-production that it is famous for. And I'm going to do my best to walk through most of those features today on this episode. Now, first of all, I want to say this. Auphonic came on my radar because it is a post-production service, meaning it does the things to your final edited audio that need to be done. Things like leveling, loudness normalization, filtering, hum and noise reduction, that kind of stuff. It can set your loudness to the target that you want it set to. But those are just the beginning. And, and while I might say they're the biggest benefits of using Alphonic, they are just the beginning. You can also import video into Auphonic and optimize the sound on a video and output a video as well. You can create little motion graphics called audiograms with Auphonic. You've probably seen some of those. And in fact, I will create one for this episode and include it in the show notes for this episode so you can actually see what an audiogram looks like when it is actually created by Auphonic. So I'm going to start with the Auphonic homepage. You go to Auphonic.com, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C.com, and you have the opportunity to try Auphonic free, absolutely free, up to two hours per month. So if you are doing a 30-minute or less podcast episode once per week, then most of the time you are going to be underneath the monthly processed audio limit that Alphonic sets. That is a pretty cool deal. Now, think this through for a second. If you don't have to spend time worrying about things like optimization, leveling, compression, noise removal, all that kind of stuff, 
and Alphonic will take care of it for you. Isn't that well worth your time? So let's get back to the homepage. You can try Alphonic there. You can actually listen to some samples. If you scroll down the page, it will tell you what it does to your audio. It, in, it has an intelligent leveler. It has a loudness normalization function. It has audio restoration and multi-track algorithms. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things in here. It can even uh, detect speech as being different from music or sound effects and optimize it differently than it optimizes the other things. I mentioned already, there's a video workflow, an audiograms, and beyond that, there's what they call automatic content deployment, which means you can have your final Auphonic project that you create in Auphonic sent to a number of different platforms like Dropbox or Google Drive, any other cloud storages. But you can also have it sent to Amazon S3, to YouTube, to Facebook, to SoundCloud, Spreaker, Libsyn, Podlove, Podigy, Blueberry, Archive.org. I mean, do you get the point? If Auphonic is the last piece of your audio production process, and I think most people could arrange it so that that is the case, then it can then send that finished file to your media host account. For instance, I use Libsyn and Libsyn is what most of my clients use. It can send that final Alphonic file with everything optimized, everything exactly like it needs to be to Libsyn. So that then all I have to do is go to Libsyn. I don't have to upload anything. I go to a certain section where I've told it to put my file and I'm able to add my titles and my show notes and that kind of stuff. It's really a pretty convenient and amazing thing that the Alphonic team has set up here. So let's start walking through the app itself. The first thing you're going to do when you try Alphonic is click on a red button at the top of the screen that says new production. After you do the try it for free button, you're going to see Alphonic productions list in a new production. Now, before we get into this, let me say this. If you have an Alphonic account, you can set up presets where you don't have to put in the same information for your podcast episode after episode, like the author name, like your tags, like you know your copyright information, all that kind of stuff. Even your cover art, you can put into a preset and use that same preset for every episode of your show. So you don't have to add all those kinds of things. I get questions now and then from people about how to add the metadata, the ID3 tags, the cover art to the actual finished MP3 file. Alphonic does all of that for you. So it's really, really great. Now, now that we're starting a new production, let's talk about this. There's a section at the top where you can choose your preset. I do that for every client show that we work on. We use that preset. You can then scroll down and you add your audio or video source. You tell it it's a file or it's on HTTP, it's on Google Drive, it's on Dropbox. I mean, you can go to those places if you set them up ahead of time and find them there. And then you select the actual file. We usually just upload from our Dropbox directly into Alphonic and select the file. You scroll down and you can add an intro and an outro. Now, I covered how I use the intros and the outros for a mobile recording solution back on episode 86. If you did not hear that episode, that will give you a very good case study of how you can use this intro and outro function if you're on the road or if you're uh, wanting to minimize your podcast production workflow. There is a way you can use these intros and outros so that all you have to do is record your main content, 
upload it to Alphonic using a certain preset, and bam, it's going to produce it for you with your intro and outro added to it. So go back to episode 86, which I will put in the show notes for this episode. You can find it at podcastfasttrack.com slash 93 for this episode. And the link to episode 86 will be there. Now, after that intro and outro comes your basic metadata. This is things like your title, your cover image, your artist field, your album field, if you're going to use that, and your track number. You can put all of those things here into the basic metadata fields. Now, if you're using a preset, you can set all these up in your preset so that you don't have to do these episode by episode by episode. They will be there for you already. Then there's a section below called extended metadata. You can put in your subtitle. You can put in a summary, which will then be placed onto the file as a description. So if someone knows how to go to the properties to look at what is on the file in terms of metadata, they will see the summary of the episode there. Here you can put in genre, year, uh, you can add chapters to your summary. You can put in a publisher, a URL, a copyright, all of those kinds of things. Okay. Then there's a section for tags that you comma separate. Tags that have to do with like keywords that are covered in that particular episode. Now, most of that section, the extended metadata, we do not actually use because those things are going only on the file itself. So that's the MP3 file, which most people, first of all, don't know how to look at the metadata there. Second of all, most people don't look at the metadata there. So that's just our practice. You can do whatever you want on that, obviously. Now, the next section in Alphonic is a section called chapter marks. You may not be familiar with this particular possibility when it comes to creating audio files, but you can actually create chapters within that audio file where you can tell the program, in this case, Alphonic, that at this certain timestamp within my audio, I want to put in a chapter heading, so to speak. And you can put in a title for that chapter. You can put in a URL that's related to that. So if for instance, you're talking at three minutes and 22 seconds about a certain piece of software. You could put the URL for that piece of software here in this chapter heading. And people would be able to see that if they have an app that can actually utilize chapter headings. What is also cool about this is that you can put in images here on these chapter marks so that if you have a podcast app that is playing the file, and you're looking at that app while it's playing, when it reaches that certain chapter mark within the file, the image that it shows for the cover art or the episode artwork for your episode will actually change at that chapter mark to the image that you've placed here. Now, that's actually pretty cool. And you can add as many chapters here as you want. Now, there is another function for these chapter marks, which I will outline here in just a little bit when we get to the output files. In fact, we're going right to the output files. So let me talk about that for a second. Using Alphonic, you can have it produce as many different types of output files as you would like. So in our case, let's start off with the simplest. We're, pu we're putting out an MP3 file. That's our final file because that's what we upload to the media host for our clients. Okay. You can choose your bit rate there. We usually leave it set at 112 kbps. You can put a file name suffix if you would like, and then it shows the ending, which is mp3. 
at that point, you can set it to mono and you can also set it to split the chapters if you want that to happen. Then you have a place to put your output file base name. So whatever you want your final file to be named. In our case, it would probably be two or three syllables that have to do with the name of our client's podcast and then the three-digit episode number after that. But there's also a button right here where you can add an output file. Okay, when you do that, it's going to create another section like what you just completed. In our case, we were talking about it being an MP3. Here, you can choose a dropdown and you can choose from all kinds of options. You can choose uh, a different kind of audio file like an Opus or Og Vorbis. Those are things most people don't even know about. FLAC, F-L-A-C or A-L-A-C or WAV files. You can choose from any of those. But then there are other types of files you can, you can choose here. You can choose a video file. Okay, why would you choose a video file? Well, if you input a video into the Auphonic app and you're wanting to optimize the audio on that, you can make your output be video as well so that it is optimizing the video on the video you input, essentially. We will be back with the rest of the episode in just a moment. You know, I came up with the idea for Podcast Fast Track because I was just like most podcasters. I was so sick of the podcast time suck. Man, it takes a long time to put this thing together really well. And that's why the Podcast Fast Track team exists, to save you from the podcast time suck. Hey, if you go to podcastfasttrack.com, we'll give you a show-specific pricing. And when you're asked if you have a discount code, just mention the Podcast Vacation Podcast. And we'll give you 15% off your subscription for life. Man, now that's a deal. Let's get back to the episode. You can also have it create an audiogram, which is one of those waveform videos that you see people using to promote their episodes. I did an episode further back on the Podcastification Podcast with Bayard Hall, one of the creators of the app Wave, which produces these kinds of wave files as well. That was episode number 80, which you can find in the show notes for this episode as well. And by the way, you don't have to go to podcastfasttrack.com slash 80 to find that. You can look in the description on your podcast player right now and go find that link as well. But those audiograms are really pretty cool. Uh, Auphonic is kind of limited in what it can do with those audiograms. For instance, you can tell it what image to place over that audiogram, and it will create the little waveform. It usually goes right across the center of that image. It's a square image like what you've included in your cover art field or something like that. But here's the cool part relating to the chapter marks that I talked about earlier. You can create that audiogram. And when you do so, if you have put different images on your chapter marks, it will actually switch the image behind the audiogram file when you do that. So does that make sense? Your audiogram is playing, but the image is changing. So if you wanted to create an audiogram of your entire podcast episode, you could do that and you could have the images actually change periodically at certain timestamps, but you have to set all those up in the chapter marks. Now it's getting a little bit into the minutia of how you would do this right now. I realize that, but I just want you to see what's possible with this going on down the list of other files you can do. You can do 
Podlove simple chapters. You can do a cover image. You can do a waveform image, which I'm not even certain what that is. You can do a production description. You can do audio processing statistics. You can do a waveform data file. I don't even know what all those things are, but Alphonic has a pretty comprehensive help section where you can go and you can find either in the help section or on their blog, what each of those things are. You can better believe I'm going to check out the waveform image and see what that is. That's very curious to me. But do you see how you could set up your one production through Alphonic to produce three or four or five different kinds of output files if you feel like you need those for various reasons? Those are all right there. Now, Alphonic also has the next section called speech recognition beta, and this is in a beta format. This is a way that you can use the Alphonic format to get a transcript of your show. Now, let me tell you something about this. I have played with this a little bit. I've used the two different formats or options that they have. There's the Google Speech API that you can use, and there's a WIT AI speech recognition that you can use. I've played with both of them, and neither one is extremely accurate. There will be things you'll have to go in and change if you use this transcript option, but it is there, okay? And you'll have to just kind of play around with the Alphonic uh, platform to discover exactly how to set those up. Then the bottom section is the publishing and external services. These are the places I was talking about that you can tell Alphonic to send your final product to. What are the options of the places that you can send this? Well, I went over those again or earlier, but let me say it again. You can send them to FTP, SFTP, Dropbox, Google Drive, Amazon S3, S3 Storage, Archive.org, WebDAV, Google Cloud. You can even send them to Libsyn. You can send them to Facebook. You can send them to Podigy, to YouTube, to Podlove, to Spreaker, to Blueberry, to Zencaster. SoundCloud, you can send your final form essentially to any platform that you already have an account on that you're willing to connect to the Alphonic service. It really is a pretty amazing set of options that they have here for you. What we typically do, I mentioned earlier, is just send it directly to Libsyn for the clients who are willing to have their, their Libsyn account connected straight to Alphonic. That saves us a step in our process when it comes to uploading things. And then at the very bottom, are the audio algorithms section. And you can choose which of these you want to apply and which you don't. You can choose the adaptive leveler. You can choose the loudness normalization. You can choose the filtering, or you can choose the noise and hum reduction. What's best practice? Well, we tend to use all four of those. We leave the reduction amount for the noise and hum reduction on auto. We, in other words, we're letting Alphonic make the best smart choice about how to apply the noise and hum reduction. And at this point, we're losing our, we're leaving the loudness target at negative 16 LUFs, which is what's recommended for podcasts and mobile. But we are likely going to be changing that to negative 14 LUFs, which is what things like Alexa and Spotify recommend. Now, it may be a little confusing to you when I'm talking about LUFs, that's L-U-F-S. That is basically the measurement for loudness, what it is set to in order to be uh, a certain level of loudness. And in this case, the the smaller the numbers, in other words, and this is confusing because here we are talking about negative numbers, uh, the 
higher up on the scale when you're looking at it on a phonic, the louder it's going to be. Now, the numbers are actually smaller in terms of the integer. Okay, so 13 is louder than 16, if that makes sense. But they have a negative sign in front of them. So in essence, negative 16 is smaller than negative 13. I mean, we're getting back into high school math here, and it was confusing then. It is still confusing now, but (laughs) suffice it to say, negative 14 is what Alexa and Spotify are recommending and wanting for their platforms. And if you think about that, it makes sense that they would want it to be louder. That's because you're usually listening in an environment like a home where it's an open room, the speaker may be across the room from you. It may be other background noises going on, like a blender or a television or something like that. And they want it generally to be just a little bit louder. So that's why they are recommending negative 14 LUFs for the loudness target. In my mind, it's beneficial to have it louder, like the negative 14 setting, because of things like Alexa and Spotify and Google Home that are going to be more prevalent as time goes on. It just makes sense to me that we would want to optimize for the least common denominator, which at this point would be those smart speakers. Okay, and then when you get to the bottom of the application, you have two options. You can save that project, which means you would come back to it later to change something on it or to run it then. And then you can start the production. Now, one of the cool things about Alphonic is after you start a production and actually after you run that production, you are able to see a waveform and a before and after if you want it. You can click uh, a little uh, show stats and show input section that will show you exactly what it did. For example, I'm looking at a piece of audio that we input into Alphonic just this last week. The input file, think about this when we were talking about LUFs, the loudness level on the input file when we put it into Alphonic was at negative 24 LUFs. That is very quiet. But the output file, because we had it set at negative 16 LUFs, came out at negative 16 LUFs. So that's a lot of improvement in terms of just the loudness level. And it will tell you what it did on in in terms of loudness range, momentary loudness, leveler gain, all the things that it applied to the speech, to the music, to the different elements, how much noise reduction it added. It's really a pretty amazing app. And it explains it all to you in detail once you're done. Now recognize, this could have gotten a lot more techy than most of you really wanted to know about. And believe me, it may sound complicated, but the Alphonic process online is actually very, very amazing. It does some incredible things. Now, before we turn away from Alphonic and wrap up this episode, let me tell you about a couple of desktop programs that they have that you can download. They have some for Mac OS 10.6 and up and for Windows 7 and up 32-bit or 64-bit. And let's look at these for just a second. They have the Alphonic Leveler Batch Processor. Uh, I'm just going to read you the blurb off the website. It's an intelligent desktop batch audio file processor, which analyzes your audio and corrects level differences between speakers, between music and speech, and between multiple audio files to achieve a balanced overall loudness. It includes a true peak limiter, targets for common loudness standards, and automatic noise and hum reduction algorithms. That's on a downloadable app that you can actually have on your desktop if you want it. There is a trial version 
but then you can actually purchase a license afterwards, which is $89 one time for individuals and $349 one time for commercial use. So that's actually pretty cool. The next one that we were just talking about is the Alphonic Multitrack Processor. I have an acquaintance on a Facebook group that I'm a part of who uses this multitrack processor to deal with all kinds of things. Let me read you the blurb off of the website for this one. The Alphonic Multitrack takes multiple input audio tracks. So you can put in many audio tracks, not just one. You can analyze and process them individually as well as combined and create the final mix down automatically. It does leveling, dynamic range compression, gating, noise and hum reduction, crosstalk removal, ducking and filtering that can also be applied automatically according to how Alphonic analyzes each of those tracks. Loudness normalization and true peak limiting is used on the final mix down of all those tracks that you've placed in there. Now, this Alphonic multi-track, like I said, this guy that I know on Facebook loves it. He uses it for various things. There is a trial version, but again, the license is the same. 89 bucks individual, 349 for commercial use. And those are both one-time purchases. You don't have to do this again. They also have a best practice guide for both of those apps to teach you exactly what it is you're looking at, exactly how to use it. And they have contact information. So if you have questions, you can ask them. I'm here to tell you, Alphonic is a great app. Like I said, we use this professionally for our clients in many cases, and it puts out great sounding audio so that you don't have to take the time to learn all those things like compression and levelers and gates and limiters and all those things. You don't have to worry about all that if you use Alphonic. Now, let me just throw in a caveat here. There are some of you out there who listen to podcastification, who love all that stuff. You'd like knowing how to do all those things, and you actually prefer to do it in Adobe Edition or Hindenburg or something like that. Hey, if that's you, knock yourself out, man. Have fun. You don't need something like Alphonic. You probably can get better results because you're hand doing it yourself. You know exactly how to make it happen. But for the average podcaster, I believe that's how I started this episode, the average podcaster doesn't know those things, doesn't understand those things, and in some ways doesn't really care to know those things. They just want great audio coming out the back end. And that's what Aphonic does for you. Now, if you can stay within that free tier for the Aphonic app, two hours of monthly processed audio. Now, think about that. It's processed audio audio. So if you are doing multiple output files, each one of those is going to count toward your monthly processed audio. Okay. Because they are processing more audio for you in that case. So you need to be clear about that. But if you think you're going to go past that two hours of monthly processed audio, the next package up is for nine hours and it's $11 US per month. The next is 21 hours is $23 US and on upward it goes. You can get all the way up to greater than 100 hours of monthly processed audio, which I believe is what my team uses. So as you can see, there is some cost here if you get over that two hours of monthly processed audio. But in my opinion, 
is just incredible. You can also buy one-time credits. If you happen to go over the two hours, you can buy just one-time credit to help you fill in that gap, say for those months where you might have five episodes land inside the month. The Alphonic guys have really thought this through. Now, again, I don't have any relationship with Alphonic other than I'm a happy, satisfied customer. If you want to use Alphonic, hey, feel free to tell them you heard about it on podcastification. I'm not going to get any kind of kickback for that. I don't get any kind of discount on my monthly description. I just believe in what these guys are doing. And I love the app and we use it all the stinking time. Hello. Okay. So that's Alphonic. Man, I hope you love Alphonic as much as I do. In my thinking, anything we can do that will help us put out better quality audio in less time is worth discovering. And Alphonic is one of those things that I think every podcaster out there needs to know about and be using if they don't want to be the person who's getting into the weeds of learning all the little bells and whistles on their digital audio software. Okay, well, that's it for this episode of Podcastification. You know what time it is. It's time for you to go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Bye.